Are you looking for great sports memorabilia with the fastest shipping in the industry? Check out auctionofchampions.com. The fastest growing sports memorabilia auction house in the country, Auction of Champions has a huge variety of PSA 10 graded rookie cards, the largest selection of Fanatics licensed jerseys, and the best customer service in the business. With all items authenticated by third-party companies like JSA and Beckett, check out auctionofchampions.com. Do you have valuable collectibles and worry what will happen if they're stolen? Wax Insurance is a mobile app that allows collectors to take care of all their insurance needs. Whether you collect watches, sports memorabilia, wine, fine art, you name it, Wax makes insuring what you care about incredibly easy. To get an immediate quote, download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE. Then take a picture of your item and provide some basic information. That's it. No extensive paperwork or need for third-party appraisals. Download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE today. Now on the team. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well... Fun. Hey, of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome to Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Dave Glauser producing. Thanks for joining us. Twitter handle is at Real Golf. Real Golf Radio on the other social channels, and you can find us wherever. Uh, your favorite podcast is found as well as on uh, Sirius XM, iHeartRadio, and the like. Uh, Bob, there's a couple of times during the times we've been doing this show where yeah. I just say thank you. And so I want to begin with a little thank you. I think uh, I think uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, likes to write his thank you notes, and I'm going to just jump right in there and write my thank you note to Patrick Reed for giving us a really fun topic to discuss on the yep. show this week. Uh, I, I, I sat and watched it. Um, I listened to the comments and then I listened to the fallout and it is remarkable to me. Yes. How many golf fans on social media can get this mob mentality going. And I, I'm, they were ready to just chuck him right off the cliff there at Torrey Pines and bury him in Black's Beach it, yep. for an embedded ball that he looked to appear to have done everything the way he was supposed to. But there were some optics and some reputation at stake there, and everybody was ready to – one wrong move by Patrick Reed, man. People are ready to take him down. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's the villain. You know, we like him during the Ryder Cup when he's playing well and he's Captain America and everybody's rooting for him. But – Patrick Reed is the villain of PGA Tour golf right now and professional golf. And to watch the things that transpired that he's brought on himself, but to watch those things that transpired last week at Torrey Pines and then, like you said, see everything that went around with the, with the comments, the fallout, and yet he was exonerated at least three times by the head head rules official of the PGA Tour last week, and yet it still goes on and on and on. So 
it's we're, pretty we're, interesting. It is. We'll get into that coming up. Also, the USGA releasing their details around their distance uh, findings, and they're continuing that study, what that means. Thomas Pagel from the USGA, he's going to join us. Really appreciate him taking some time. Also, we'll get the caddies take. And Derek Fox from Impact Golf. I think it's important to get a perspective from a club fitter and instructor that's working day in, day out with amateurs from junior golfers up to senior-level golfers. And what does he think? about the USGA and and RNA and what they're trying to do with the rules of golf. We'll talk about it all. We'll get into this week's events as well. Thanks for joining us. Just getting started. It's Real Golf Radio. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an out door paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com. Blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available now. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. 
Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and their new Apex Irons. There's nothing like our best, says Callaway. The Apex 21 is the first forged iron designed with artificial intelligence for faster ball speeds. And that's just the beginning. The next generation of Apex Irons delivers superior performance with iconic feel on every swing. Let me just tell you, Bob, I went and finally, and we're going to hear from Derek Fox, uh, but he builds our golf clubs. He's also my instructor. And I went and got fit for the irons. I hit everything. I went to the MBs, yep. the X-Forged uh, CBs, and then the new Apex Pros. And let me tell you what. I still maintain there's nothing sexier than a blade, Bob. And when I hit those good, I love it. But here's the thing. I don't hit it good enough, right? And, and I accept that. But that's what I loved about these new Apex 21s. They had that same awesome buttery feel. Yeah. But when I missed them, I still got a lot more out of it. So uh, yeah. it is it is a super iron. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. They are available. Pre-order now, and uh, you can start getting fit at your favorite fitter. Uh, the new Apex Irons from Callaway. All right, Bob. Let's. W- w- there, there's so many things that we got to talk about. Let's begin with the embedded ball. Um, okay. By the way, I've been doing this show for a long time with you. I've been playing golf since I was about 11, 12 years old, so going on 35 years, uh, something like that. No, that's that's too many years. 20, not 30, 40. <laughs> anyway, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I played. I've played basketball for a long time as well. Yep. I know what palming the ball is in basketball. Yeah. You can't do it yeah. unless you're in the NBA. They they allow that stuff. But I've I, all of a sudden in golf, I'm hearing he palmed the ball, and I'm like, what are we doing here? And it broke the plane. Did it or did it break the plane? Did it break the plane? I'm like, wait a minute, break the plane again? Yeah, those what, are basketball terms. What are we, what are we doing? Right? Yeah, it could football, be football, basketball, and golf terms now. Yeah, we're talking football. Like, did he get it in the end zone? What are we doing here? He did break the plane, uh, right? And so all of a sudden, I'm hearing all this stuff like it's matter of fact. And I got to be honest, I have never used those terms in golf. So no. my question to you is, did that just get made up, or did you hear about that all the time? Are players out there on tour saying, you know, be, be sure when you pick it up, you don't palm the ball? No, they aren't saying that. Okay. No, they aren't saying that. It, you know, when a player um, is taking relief or has a decision to make as far as the golf ball, and if it's in its own pitch mark or if it's embedded or, as they were saying, it broke the plane of the ground, then normally a guy will pick it. It will mark the ball. He'll pick it up with a with his thumb and his forefinger, Um I see you doing the thumb and forefinger. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm always with the little tripod. I see him using maybe the no, three or four. Thumb and forefinger is is like that's the way to do it, so that you guys know you're not actually scrubbing it off while you're doing it. All right, I got you. So uh, if he if he palmed the ball, that's that's really not the way to do it because every everybody else on tour, you're seeing them with thumb and forefinger, thumb and forefinger, and middle finger. Um, so. What you try to do is do it in such a way that your playing competitors know that you're not trying to pull the wool over their eyes, so to speak. So um, so what was the biggest I, thing that was egregious to you? Was it the way he held the ball or was the fact that he put it aside and didn't return it back to the spot until the rules official came over? See, I, I, I didn't see what he did with the golf ball. 
uh, as far as getting it in his hand or whatever. Some people will put it in their hand, but they're not rubbing their fingers together. Right, he wasn't even doing if it's that. In their hand. He wasn't, but he. No, it was just it's the discreetness of it, right? Yes, exactly. And it just and and he crouched over the ball and was poking around down there for some time, and that led people to believe that he must have pushed the ball down in to be able to get relief, which well, is speculation, by, of course. By virtue of him taking the ball out and putting it off to the side, that means your hands are off. That's what I'm he not, said. He goes, let me put this down so that I don't, yep. so I don't and, clean and guys it. guys do that all the time on tour. They do it all the time. I don't. So everyone I have heard comment, they say nobody does that. You always put the ball back into its spot so that the rules official, because the first thing the rules official did when he walked up is, he, well, what are we doing here? He's like, embedded ball. Where's the ball? It's over there. Why? <laughs> He's like, yeah. well, I, I moved it. So uh, that was the part that, that was a little, to me, that was the one that was weird. Okay, let's, let's remove the evidence here. Okay, so I don't see that. I don't see that as evidence because what would have happened if he if he put the ball back, okay? He would have told him to take the ball out. He would have picked the ball out, and he would have put it over the side. Then they would have come back over and look at the spot. So he was doing what was going to happen anyway. He just got, maybe got In a little life. ahead of himself. Yeah, he just did it so that when the rules official came over to keep play going and 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 that type of thing, now that's a speculation on my part. Um, he he made it so that the rules official could say he, when he came over, where was the spot? He pointed to the spot. The rules official stuck his finger in there, and he said, "Yes, it broke the plane. You can go ahead and drop it." Done. It was over with. And Brad Fable, who was the rules official on the spot, is a former tour play, tour player, so he understands. He understood what was going on. Then we saw. Rules officials, the the head rules official, three, four, five times he was asked by the different uh, NBC, uh, also Golf Channel, explain the whole situation. It was CBS, but that's okay. Or CBS, sorry. CBS, Golf Channel, everybody. And he explained the situation and said he was perfectly within the rules to do what he did, and he did it correctly. Um, do, do you think this would have been, or Rory really actually did exactly the same thing, and and nobody blinked an eye. didn't call for a rules official. Right, because he didn't need to. It was a simple thing. You don't need to call for a rules official. You know the rule. The ball's embedded. He said, hey, Rory, uh, Sabatini, who was playing far, he says, this thing's embedded. He picked it up. Well, yeah, no problem. And he took his drop, and he moved on. I mean, See, norm- th- normally when when a guy takes a drop like that, in and and Rory was in the right rough, uh, still to hit his third shot on the 18th hole on Saturday. Normally, when a guy takes a drop like that, the your playing partner comes over and watches the whole situation. And and Sabatini kind of just did a walk a walk by. He didn't stay he there. Just did a walk, but by. he did a walk by. But okay, but then the thing you have to understand is if Sabatini was playing with Patrick Reed, he would have been, uh, he would have been hawking him the whole time. Uh, and that's reputation. Eyeballing him the whole time. And I'm reputation. Look, so I, reputation, I, absolutely. You're, you're right. hundred percent. So I put on Twitter after I sat and thought about this, I threw it out on Twitter that, that, Hey, this is an unpopular opinion, but Patrick Reed did everything by the rules. And, and, and you're, what you're arguing is optics or you outraged over optics and reputation. Everything yep. else is speculative. You 100%. don't know that he pushed the ball down any more than he didn't push the ball down. You don't know that he was cleaning it off in his hand any more than he wasn't. But, but the point is, is, was it clumsy? Did it look weird? Yes. But otherwise, he did everything he was supposed to do. So mm-hmm. the fact that it's Patrick Reed, 
I get it. And the, a guy called me out and says, well, you don't play enough competitive golf, man. Once a cheater, always a cheater. No, no, no. I get it. I, I And I'm not defending his reputation. And he, everyone should look sideways at Patrick Reed from what he's done. Again, he made his he bed. He deserves it. Sure he does. But at the end of the day, he did everything right in that drop. And he... I don't mean by ever. I get the optics are weird. But ultimately, technically, he did what he was supposed to do. He took the drop. Exactly. Now move on. He yep. just beat you by five shots. So what are you going to say? I, I Again, yep. I'm not a Patrick Reed apologist. I'm not trying to defend the guy. He can take care of himself. But in my opinion, that was that situation. And let's move on already. And that's why you always call a rules official over. And the rules official determines the drop or what you've done and if it's correct. And if it's a, if it's correct... You're absolved. 100%. That's you're a get-out-of-jail-free card. Once the exactly. rules official says, boom, you're in play, you're in play. It doesn't matter what the TV camera shows afterwards. Exactly. Now, had he done that and didn't call a rules official, well, then then it's open to interpretation, exactly. and potentially the, the officials could do something about it at that point in time. Okay, yep. that's all the time we have for this. Uh, we didn't expand more on Rory. We'll get to that, plus rules. Uh Man, this this is a lot, and it's fun to discuss. Take your thoughts at Real Golf. Tweet at us. I want to know why you feel differently or why you agree. At Real Golf is where you can join the conversation. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roost Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoopsvision.com Vision.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Epic line of drivers, the Epic Speed, framing the future of speed. Callaway's not just making drivers. They're framing the future of speed, and the industry will forever, they'll change the industry forever with a simple equation that creates a profound impact on driver technology and performance. If you haven't seen them, you need to go to CallawayGolf.com or your favorite club fitter, and you can hit them today. Had a chance, Bob, to... Hit the Epic Speed as well mm-hmm. as the Max LS, and I'm still undecided. Uh, we Derek You're in and I laundry. Yeah, Derek and I ran out of time uh, during the uh, fitting, and so we worked a lot on the irons, and we just barely took a peek at the drivers. So I'm gonna right. have to go back for another session on the drivers, but they both feel pretty darn good, and they they're beautiful golf clubs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Callaway did a good job. Check them out at CallawayGolf.com. You know, the interesting thing about what you're talking about, we, we know jailbreak technology with Callaway is, was the two bars. You know, now it's, now it's like a closed-in picture frame. And uh, that's, where, that's where it's gone right now. So it's some pretty cool stuff. And that's where I say that they can do whatever they want with rules. But yeah. how, how would the rules back in 2004 or five when they put a cap on spring effect – how would the rules have factored in that they were going to create something like jailbreak bars or how they were going to engineer this new speed frame? You know, uh, it's, it's, these are some of the brightest engineers in all of industry, right? Golf companies, the large ones are billion dollar companies. They're not just out there farting around, sorry, with, you know, in their garage tinkering with golf clubs. Right. I mean, this is a, I know it sounds silly when there's so many uh, maybe technological advancements that need to happen or or more important things to address by such talented individuals. But nevertheless, this is what they're doing. This is what they're passionate about. And they're going to find a way within the parameters the USGA sets to continue to put out an improved product year over year so that they can sell more clubs, grow their business, satisfy the shareholders, and give golfers something to look forward to. And yeah, I, and, for one, w- would be sad if all of exactly. a sudden we said, nope, that's the end of it. 2021, 2022, 25, whatever they make yep. the 2030, whatever they decide the year is, everything from that point in time is getting shorter. Well, I'd be like, uh-uh, that's a bummer because I'm getting older and I'm going to get shorter on my own. <laughs> yep. So 
I think I think two words: precision instruments. Okay, that's what they that's what they they design and and make. And the engineers, if you give them the parameters of the rules, they're going to push the envelope on those parameters and keep it still keep it legal. I still remember the conversation we had. We were at TaylorMade back then. Yeah. About coefficient of restitution. I'm like, yes. what? What is yep. this? And that, that's the spring-like effect. And the USGA says it can only measure this much. And right. I remember, I think it was Sean Toulon who we had on last week, and we were talking to him about it. And he's like, yeah, this, you know, we we have to, they can't get any spring here. We're going to have to come up with other ways. And uh, they they've clearly done it. And Yeah, and still kept it within those tolerances of, C-O-R. Yep. They're still conforming. They're legal, but they're getting longer. So, And, you know, the other interesting thing is, is, you know, we're going to – we'll end up talking about golf balls here too, but they have engineered golf balls to maximize their ball flight and their trajectory and spin so that a golf ball can, can go through the air with less drag to be able to go further and not spin as much, and that kind of thing. So that's one of the things that that the USJ is possibly going to try to limit is that. Now, all these engineers, they came from the aerospace industry. They're not stupid people. And they figured out how to evolve the game to where it's at now. The cat's out of the bag, and you can't necessarily stick them back in. Well, they're going to try. They're going to try. But you know what? As long as they know the parameters of what's going on, they will continue to push the issue, Those these engineers. They're, That's what they're paid a lot of money to do. They have to. Yes, they are, 100%. You can't yep. just go, well, you know what? We've made some really long drivers in the past, so we'll just put some fresh coat of paint on them and resell them as the 2025 version of right. Epic Speed right. or whatever it is, right? They so, don't do that. Yeah, it's And they're two, three years out in their designs. In the in the life cycles, yeah, is there yes, in the planning exactly. and exactly, uh, sure, exactly, yeah, absolutely. So here's what the here's what the USGA came out with. So they they said that uh, lengthening golf courses, um, lengthening the the distance that players hit, are hitting it, and mm-hmm. lengthening the time it takes to play these golf courses is not the direction that's in the best interest of the game long term. So that is kind of the the banner for which they are introducing what they want to have discussions around, which is, you know, the driver changes, the, co- the, the spring, like all that stuff. But they're basically saying longer golf courses, longer tee shots and longer time to play are three things that we don't want to see trending over the next hundred years. They, they'll, they'll call it right. Right. What, first of all, what's your opinion on that? Well, the three, as you kind of, mentioned, uh, but let's make them clear. The three proposed changes to manufacturers are drivers only allowed to be 46 inches in length. Well, technically all non-putter golf clubs, but yes. Yes. Okay. Well, the limit of a maximum driver shaft, the length is 46 inches. Right. But people could, but people can't put a 48 inch three wood in for instance. So I'm just, it's, it's any, any golf club, the maximum length, is 46 46 inches. yeah correct uh tweaks on spring effect how 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 that face jumps or flexes now do you and, understand and, that they're changing 
the requirements because I the way I'm reading it is is they want to change the testing um, or the update the testing method. Well, that's probably true. And the tolerance that they right. uh, testing tolerances. Right. So if they change that method, it, it's probably going to reveal some clubs that currently are conforming that might not be conforming with their new change of the method gotcha. of testing. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then the other thing is golf balls, uh, revising the conditions for testing for distance on golf balls. Okay. Those are those are basically the three things that they're trying to um, to proposed changes on. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think that they're doing some things that only should be hurting the top one-tenth of one percent of players on the planet. And that's professional golfers that play on the major tours that are the best, undoubtedly, in the whole wide world. I don't like something that's going to change that drastically that's going to hurt the golfing public. We want people to come into the game, not go out of the game because it's not fun. That's my opinion so far. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. So what you're saying is, and, and by the way, the word you use is hurting. I don't think it's going to hurt the tour pros. Um, as you pointed out, they are the highest skill level of players on the planet. So if that's the case and they suddenly are hitting it, we talked about 10 to 20% less. So if you're hitting it for mass sake, you're hitting at 300 yards, you're going to roll it back 30 to 60 yards. Okay. And technically they're hitting it like 330, 340. So, you know, they're going to have to do some drastic things to get the ball to roll back that far. Right, right, and I'm, I don't think that's going to so, – but let's say it's even 10%. So they, let's say they go back 30 yards. So instead of hitting – the longest hitter's hitting at 330, they're hitting at 300, and the 300 guys are hitting at 270. Well, let me tell you something. They're going to have to hit a little bit longer shot into these greens. And instead of DJ saying, i got to be better with my wedges, now suddenly DJ's going to see, i got to be better with my 9-iron. Okay, I'm guessing DJ's going to get pretty dang dialed in with that 9-iron. Of course he will. And he's still going to go out and win golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. and the rest of the players are going to get pretty dialed in with their seven irons instead of their nine irons. You see what I'm saying? Right. My point is right. these guys are good. They're going to adapt. Um, anyway, we're, we're, uh, I'm being told we're, we're short on, on time for this segment. Uh, when we come back, Derek Fox from Impact Golf, we referenced him. He's going to join us. We'll get his take. From a fitter standpoint, what do you think of the rules? We'll continue the conversation next right here on Real Golf Radio. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. 
Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf-designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. Great topics of discussion. Uh, the USGA and, of course, you know, Patrick Reed always providing us with some good content. And you know what? I want to say thank you for that, Patrick. Um, let's continue the, the USGA discussion and the proposed, I guess, the continued discussion that they are proposing that uh, club manufacturers now have and the golf industry has surrounding their conclusions that the increased distance that continues to grow year over year is not healthy in the long run for the game of golf. And a good friend of ours, uh, Derek Fox, he's the owner of Impact Golf uh, right here in Utah, premier club fitter here in the state of Utah, just south of Salt Lake City. He builds Bob's clubs, he builds my clubs. I know he's done a lot of work with uh, his good friend, Mike Weir, and uh, he uh, is at uh, impactgolfcenter.com if you want to check him out. Derek joining us now. Hey, what's up, bud? How are you guys? 
Good, man. Good to have you on the show. Uh, it's great to spend some time with you the other night. Uh, the new TrackMan systems that you have there at Impact are fantastic. Great feedback and uh, certainly gives a lot of data points that, you know, from my standpoint, maybe I'm just getting old, Derek, but I was just like, okay, you tell me what all these numbers mean and then give me some things I need to work on because it's so much information. Yeah, TrackMan, uh, you can definitely get lost in a sea of, of info there. There's a lot of data points. Um, However, if you if you get with a coach that can that can kind of help you navigate the important points, I, I really am seeing a lot of my students, you know, have that feedback to improve to improve quickly. So it's been kind of cool to see because, you know, I I'm a big advocate of practicing on technology. I think you can cut the amount of time you need to practice down, um, practice smart, not practice hard, and then you can spend more of your time doing short game and and playing, which is the ultimate goal, right? But it's yeah. not to be a range rat about it. Yeah, I I was a <laughs> major range rat, and I, I now in my forties, I regret not playing more golf. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting when my my dad grew up and and playing golf, and when he played on tour, and when he played on the Champions Tour, I got the opportunity to caddy for him quite a bit, and he didn't like. He didn't like being on the range just hitting golf balls because it's perfect lie, perfect conditions, nice and flat. He liked to be out on the golf course playing, um, hitting from different lies and different winds and different conditions that you see when you're out on the golf course. He felt like he learned more about a golf course that way. And I would agree with that. I mean, I, I, I tell all my students, you have technical practice and practical practice and you know, the problem is we try to get our technical practice on the range with no video, no track man, no feedback. And your only real, your only thing you look at to see what you're doing is the ball flight. But sometimes, you know, the ball flight can deceive you. You know, you might make a bad swing and hit a good shot because you time your flip right. And you might make a good swing that ends up being a bad shot. But you could start to groove the right moves if you have that technical feedback. And then you can spend more time doing the practical stuff like your dad likes to do. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. which I, I'm finding it's helping a lot of my students. They can get in, they can get their work done. Um, and they can kind of get out, you know, and get, get where you, you've actually learned how to play the game. I went through a point in my pro career where I remember Boyd Summerhays and I out on a mini tour event and, you know, Boyd was like, man, you just, you forgot how to play. Like, yeah, you're striping it every day we go to the range, but you forgot how to play golf. Um, and I think that's a big part of it is I, I was not shifting from technical to practical very well. So That's an interesting but story. Yeah. That's like the sea biscuit yep. thing, right? Uh, yep. where, where the trainer says, he's just forgotten how to be a horse. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, because he's yeah. been running in circles for so long. Uh, that, that, that's interesting. I love that. Hey, Derek, uh, as it relates, and we're going to get back to some of the fitting stuff, but real quick on this USGA. Uh, it's, it's a very uh, uh, complicated discussion, I guess, when it surrounds distance and you see the way that Bryson DeChambeau is pushing the limits. And not just Bryson. We've seen it for a long time. It, it seems generation over generation that players are hitting the ball longer and some of the golf courses are having to adjust. And now we're looking at 8,000-yard golf courses. There's a lot of ramifications from resources to water to how long it takes to play, the bigger the longer the golf courses get, all of that type of thing. Um, However, they're, they're, the other side of it is we're talking about, like Rory says, a 0.1% of all of golfers that really can yeah. do something with it. So from your standpoint, from teaching juniors all the way up to even my dad uh, working with him, and he's pushing 70, 
what are, what are, what's your take when you hear the USGA saying, hey, we have a distance problem. We might want to think about uh, putting these golf balls in check, rolling back a little bit, and maybe take a look at these drivers as well. So I think you have a distance problem on tour. Um, I don't think you have a distance problem. I think, you know, when, when you look at someone like your dad, my dad, you know, I mean, they've allowed the iron technology to advance enough that my dad's really probably only lost one club, maybe two clubs on his iron, but on the driver, he's lost 30 or 40 yards. Interesting. Um, and the, the, the thing that's frustrating to me as a fitter is these guys just want to enjoy the game. Like they just want to play the game. But like I take my dad to Pebble Beach, for example, and you know, we go to tee off and I'm trying to tell him to move up to these tees, but it's ego, man. He doesn't want to go up to the sure. tee right, right next to the ladies tee, but then he's only hitting his driver 220 at sea level and he's not enjoying the round of golf. And, you know, the thing is, is the drivers are not really, in my opinion, getting drastically hotter off the middle of the club. I mean, maybe a little bit, you know, Epic definitely changed the game there a little bit with their jailbreak, got the ball more efficient off the face. I think the other companies are starting to use some technology to kind of catch up and do their own thing to make it more efficient off the face, but they're spreading it out across the whole face. And, and so you will see the average guy gaining a little bit of distance off of, you know, a toe hit or a slight toe or slight heel. But when they hit it dead, dead in the middle of the screws, I mean, it's not that much longer in that I see. It is a little longer. It's, but, you know, you're picking a guy at five, eight yards. It's not a big deal. These pros, though, to me, they're getting more accurate with how they swing the club because of stuff like track man. They're learning how to get the face in a better position, so they're not doing as much flipping at the ball. So they're swinging 10 times harder. You don't hear, see those guys swinging 80% anymore. No. It used to be like swing, swing 80%. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau is swinging 100%. You know, they're, they're swinging hard. And some of that is because the faces are so forgiving. You know, Adam Scott said that once. Like, we can hit it anywhere on the face, and it's still going to go 300 yards. So, to me, it's not a – I think the USG and the, the RNA need to quit making rules for the amateur game that apply to, like what Roy says, that small percentage of, of top guys. If they want to make St. Andrews relevant and not have to change it, then do it they did it at the Rocky stadium for baseball and don't let them hit balls that jump or, you know, I mean, I, I don't mind it if they want to pull those guys back a little bit, but I don't think they should pull. If they pull guys like your dad and my dad back even more, I'm not sure how much longer guys will want to play the game. They'll mm-hmm. just be like, if you start, if you start lengthening the courses, I mean, guys that are better, you know, my dad was a club, you know, he won some club championships and you know, now he's like, man, I got to go to the combo tees and I still can't break, you know, I can't break 80. It's like, yeah. it would be awesome if my dad could hit it 20 yards farther. I would give it to him on a heartbeat and not bat an eye. So I actually wish they would go to two sets of rules in my opinion. You know, yeah, so like bifurcation is is what uh, is what we're talking about, um, which the USGA and the PGA Tour and everybody has really kind of tried to to stay away from and not do or not do at all. Um, you know, Webb Simpson yeah. came out; he had some thoughts on it. Um, his his you know he's a he's a guy that's hitting it almost average, almost three hundred yards on the PGA Tour. He's considered short. He ranks one hundred and forty first yeah. in driving distance, and he hits it. 
297 off the tee, 298 on average off the tee, and he's 141st in distance. It's crazy. Yeah, predominantly, but, predominantly at sea level. Yes, predominantly at sea level. So what he said is yeah. the golf course setup needs to be changed more. Um, you know, 13th hole at Augusta, instead of taking it 40 yards back further, stick a tree right off the right off the front of the tee on the left-hand side so the so that the the guys that hit it left to right can't tee up on the right side of the uh, of the tee and just hit a big high cut up over those trees. Now now put a, a medium-sized tree there. Now they have to play the hole as it's as it's shaped out. Um, that there's a lot of things you can do. You can flip-flop bunkers a little bit, make it so that anything 300 yards or less uh, you got a bigger room. Anything over 300 yards, you, you got it narrower. Those types of things. And that's how he feels how you rein things in, especially in the professional game. And I don't necessarily disagree or have a problem with that. I mean, we've talked a lot about that with our home club, with Reese Jones coming in to do the redesign. Um, you know, one of the tough parts of our home club is a lot of the trouble, the longer hitters just hit over the dog legs. Yeah. You know, they just bomb it over the trees. So it's like, okay. One way you could solve that is, you know, I know um, you guys at Alpine have added quite a few bunkers, mm -hmm. right? So there's a bunker there that if, if I want to take it on at 330, okay. But a guy that hits at 290 is not going to get to it. So I, I definitely don't have a problem with some of that. Um, the only thing that kind of sucks about that is that doesn't go with the intent of the original designer, but uh, neither does an 8,000-yard extension of Augusta, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so I, it's, there's no great answer that it's just, it is, you know, I don't love watching guys hit driver lob wedge on tour, you know? That's a good point. So, hey, Derek, real quick, before we run out of time, from a fitter standpoint, because I think one of the challenges with the bifurcation idea is that manufacturers worry that, if they can't sell the driver that their guy is playing, Rory McIlroy, for instance, because we've been bringing him up, you know, hey, I want to play Rory's driver, or I want to play Phil's driver, or Tiger's driver, or whatever. Um, is how big of an impact if it was a bifurcation thing, and you you knew that you weren't buying the driver that the guys were playing on tour now, and you can also throw the asterisk in that you're probably not buying the driver they're playing anyway. But the, but the yeah. idea that you can buy their equipment or play the same ball, <clears throat> do you see that from a fitter standpoint? And you're trying to fit and sell clubs. Does does that become problematic, or do you think it's inconsequential? I mean, personally, I think if it's an epic driver and it's an epic driver that goes farther for the amateur and it's dialed back for the pro, I, I don't think they care that it's the exact same one. I think I just, they want, you know, amateurs that come in to get, now maybe if you're walking in and just buying something off a rack, but the guys that come in to get fit by me, they want what they hit the best. So if they hit a, you know, if I can give them a driver that goes 15 yards farther, I think they'd go for it all day long. Like, you know, I don't think it matters if it's Taylor made Callaway crank. I mean, I've tested some crank illegal drivers, um, and I'm not getting the results some other people are seeing, but I've got guys that are like, dude, if you give me extra 20 yards, I don't care. I'll tell my NAFA buddies, you know, where to get it. And we'll all play with that driver. And, you know, they'll just enjoy the game more. It's just like the belly putter. I mean, it's all the stuff the USGA does. It's like, Oh crap! Keegan Bradley and Webb Simpson are winning this way. Well, if it was the best way to do it, everybody on tour would do it. So quit making rules for the PGA Tour that have to apply for the everyday guy that just wants to go out and have fun and enjoy the game with his buddies. You know. 
I love I love it. Derek Fox is the owner of Impact Golf in Salt Lake. You can check him out at impactgolfcenter.com, premier fitter here in the state. And I know one of the things, Derek, that I think is great, not only do you teach there out of your uh, facility, uh, you have the TrackMans, as we talked about. You've also got some motion capture and video systems that are uh, next level that you've installed. But the, the custom fitting, the custom builds, uh, the teaching and instruction and practice that's available there uh, from an indoor facility, which is great for all those of us here in Utah, but and rest of places around the country that are in you know seasonal conditions and like to get in and swing the club and use that track man to play around a golf uh virtually um but you're able to do so you know through the pandemic you're able to, to stay open and keep the social distance but you've also got this good better best just kind of real quickly because i think a lot of people when they hear custom fitting they think mm, that might be a little too expensive for what i'm uh, trying to do yeah, so, so you know, it used to be I only did kind of my tour-level build, uh, what I would do for, for like, my my PGA Tour players. And, you know, that includes the SSD puring and, we, you know, we frequency match the shafts. We just really fine-tune the gear. We still offer that. still is what we're most known for. But, you know, that's a smaller demographic. So we decided this year we still offer the same fitting experience. You come in, we fit you to all the high-end shafts, all the high-end stuff, and then we basically give you – three categories to purchase from. So our good category is really just the stock option. You know, it's, we go in, all these companies have some stock options. The shafts aren't quite as nice as the upgraded shafts, but you know, there's usually five, six, seven, eight stock options that I can go through in my back end office that don't cost you an upgrade that I can match to the profile of the high end shaft we fit you to. And then you're walking out of there with the, you know, you're walking out with the same price club that you would buy at any box store but you get a really custom experience doing it and you let us as the experts pick the shaft that's closest to what we wanted you um the better is just an upgraded shaft kind of installed the same way it would just get installed anywhere else so you just kind of cut it to length glue it in logo up logo down um so you get the upgraded shaft but there's not a lot that goes into the build um our best option you know for 30 extra dollars we go in and do what we call a tour build where we have the actual frequency of the shaft that we fit you to. We measure the raw shaft, decide how we trim it to get that as close as we can. So your true flex is the same as what we wanted it to be. And then we do a process called SSC shaft puring, which uh, we're big, big believers in puring. It's just like, I mean, your shaft's kind of your timing mechanism of your club and kind of controls the face. So, uh, you know, it's like a line on the steering wheel of your car. If you're going to buy a $400 shaft, you know, make sure it's glued in so it performs the best. And, you know, Bob can probably even share his experience with, you know, kind of what happened with puring. And, you know, I'm a yeah. big believer in it. So that gives you options. So. I love it. And you guys do a great job and we appreciate uh, the good work you've done on my clubs. I know I've gotten better every year since I've been working with you, not only from a teaching standpoint, but from a fitting standpoint as well. Great work, Derek, uh, at Impact Golf Center. Check them out in, uh, at impactgolfcenter.com or if you're local here in Utah, uh, give them a call at 801-987-8934. Derek, uh, great to visit with you. Good to see you, buddy, and we'll be talking soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. There you go, Thanks, Derek, Derek Fox, Impact Golf Center and impactgolfcenter.com. Interesting perspective from the club fitter and the teacher as it relates to this distance discussion around the USGA and RNA. We'll take a break. We'll continue the discussion next. Thanks for joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. 
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. But we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at CasbyRealEstate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y RealEstate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob wow great discussion so far here in our number one thanks to Derek fox i loved his insight his his impact we are going to welcome in the usga's thomas pagel here on the back nine hour number two coming up as well as america's favorite caddy so we'll get a caddy perspective on the embedded ball rule and how that all went down to tory as well as thomas pagel from the usga on what this all means and what it might mean to you and how that might mean be a little bit different than what it means to the tour player and i think that's we're starting to hear more and more bob that i, I think bifurcation probably become somewhat of a reality in some form. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting how the USGA kind of 
makes definitions of words and comments. And what they're saying is we're not going to bifurcate the rules, but you can make a local rule. Right. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Which means bifurcation. Yeah. And I don't think it's such a nasty word. And, uh, you know, that, that's what we asked Derek about. You know, do you think it's going to hinder your ability to sell golf clubs if you're not playing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we all like the idea that we play the same golf courses. We play the same equipment. We can measure ourselves against the pros. We can measure ourselves against pr- people of history, right? right. Uh, that's something unique to the game of golf. But it doesn't change things. And just because the tour players have to use a wooden bat doesn't mean I'm my softball league on Saturday nights. I want to use a wooden bat. So aluminum, baby. Absolutely. Back nine, hour number two is next. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Johnson & Johnson asked the FDA to clear its experimental COVID-19 vaccine for emergency use, perhaps adding millions more doses to step up a disappointing immunization drive so far. 57.4 million vaccines are out there. Only 35.2 million have been administered. J&J's vaccine was found in the United States to be 72% effective in preventing moderate to severe COVID-19 after a single shot and 66% effective overall in global trials. It was 100% effective in preventing hospitalization, and death. The Senate approved a budget resolution early Friday morning that tees up President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief bill for passage without Republican support. With the Senate evenly divided, Vice President Harris cast the tie-breaking vote. Lawmakers approved the resolution shortly after 5.30 a.m. local time, known as Vote-A-Rama. The resolution allows Democrats to move forward with an eventual coronavirus relief bill. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But now this nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. With Valentine's Day coming up, how much do you think folks will spend this year? USA Radio News' John Clemens reports. In 2021, those celebrating Valentine's Day are expected to spend a total of $21.8 billion. But according to Catherine Cullen of the National Retail Federation, that may sound like a lot, but it's way off from last year. This year, those celebrating plan to spend about $165 on average, which is about $32 less than they spent last year. Many consumers are committed to celebrating Valentine's Day. We're seeing a real commitment from consumers to celebrating friends and family, loved ones, even if they're having to alter or adapt those traditional holiday celebrations. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. The American Dairy Association is reporting Americans will eat 20 million tons of cheese on Sunday. 
This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time. Comedies, drama, suspense, it's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. The CDC is giving American teachers the green light to get back into the classrooms. USA Radio News' Tim Berg reports. Teachers do not need to get vaccinated against COVID-19 before schools can reopen safely. That's according to the head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Dr. Rachel Walensky. The CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices did put teachers in the frontline essential workers category, which means they will be right after health care workers and long-term care facility residents. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg has some advice for President Biden regarding school children. It's time for Joe Biden to stand up and say the kids are the most important things. Uh, important uh, uh, players here and the teachers just are going to have to suck it up and stand up and provide an education otherwise these kids have no chance whatsoever stephanie it is a disaster what's happening to them that audio courtesy of msnbc from the usa radio news phoenix bureau i'm tim berg at last count in 2002 there are 13,506 school districts in america The Super Bowl halftime show is no stranger to controversies, large and small, when it comes to the content of its show. Its headliner this year, The Weeknd, promised Thursday that the Super Bowl 55 show will be family-friendly. For USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Are you looking for great sports memorabilia with the fastest shipping in the industry? Check out auctionofchampions.com. The fastest-growing sports memorabilia auction house in the country, Auction of Champions has a huge variety of PSA 10 graded rookie cards, the largest selection of Fanatics licensed jerseys, and the best customer service in the business. With all items authenticated by third-party companies like JSA and Beckett, check out auctionofchampions.com. Do you have valuable collectibles and worry what will happen if they're stolen? Wax Insurance is a mobile app that allows collectors to take care of all their insurance needs. Whether you collect watches, sports memorabilia, wine, fine art, you name it, Wax makes insuring what you care about incredibly easy. To get an immediate quote, download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE. Then take a picture of your item and provide some basic information. That's it. No extensive paperwork or need for third-party appraisals. Download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE today. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. 
is Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for taking us along. And don't forget, you can uh, check us out on Twitter. At Real Golf is where you can find us. Real Golf Radio on other social channels. And uh, check us out on Sirius XM if you're clicking around the dials. We're on Sirius 217, XM 203, and online 967 every Saturday morning at, uh, you know, 10 a.m., uh, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. So uh, check that out, yeah. and we appreciate you being on board. Hey, we got a great hour number two for you. We had a conversation with Derek Fox, uh, one of our uh, premier fitters here in Utah, a great golf instructor as well about this distance finding. We're going to have Thomas Pagel from the USGA. He's going to spend quite a bit of time with us going through what this actually means. He's the Senior Managing Director of Governance for the United States Golf Association. And then we're going to welcome in the caddy to wrap it all up and get his take, see what he knows, and uh, and then kind of move on from there. But uh, So we'll get into all yeah. of that. We've talked about Patrick Reed. We talked about the embedded ball. If you missed it, hit it up on Twitter. We'll post everything there or wherever your favorite podcast is found. This week, the Phoenix Open is being played. Some great names at the top of the leaderboard. Some surprising ones a little bit, too. And great to have some fans back out there. Not exactly the boisterous, greatest party on grass that they like to promote year in, year out. But at least it's better than not having anybody there at all. 5,000 plus out there. And a little bit quiet, but still great to have some fans around. Well, you still get to hear some of the roars and stuff like that as as it's going on. And especially around that 16th hole, that par 3 Instead of having two levels, it's only one. But uh, Xander Shoffley, uh, 12 under par birdied the final hole. He shot one under par in the second round on on his first nine holes and then came back um, in 30 on his second nine holes. So he shot 64. But he's at 12 under par. Steve Stricker, how about that? Steve Stricker is at 11 under par. He and Keegan Bradley were leading for the majority of the, the second round. And then you have uh, Scotty Scheffler and uh, Hugh Hyung Lee at ten under par. Yeah, so, nobody cares. Um, Sorry, but you, yeah, no. You, I mean, in the <laughs> short time we have, uh, you got to mention Brooks Kepka yep. there at eight under par, and yep. Jordan Spieth. Eight Bob, it's, Jordan it's, Spieth. it's been a long time since we've seen Jordan Spieth, and yep. Brooks Kepka's coming off three straight missed cuts for the first time in his career. Yeah, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see how he finishes up, but he got things going uh, in the second round as well. Justin Thomas also at uh, minus seven. So a uh, pretty good leaderboard yep. shaping up for the weekend there in Phoenix. And then, of course, uh, Super Bowl weekend as well. So I'm sure we'll have some nice Super Bowl fireworks, especially with that leaderboard. Man, I'm loving Steve Stricker in there yep. as well. All right, we'll take a short break. Uh, coming up next, Thomas Pagel from the USGA right here on Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com 
To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. Uh, a good conversation, somewhat complicated for sure, is uh, around, you know, what to do with, with distance in the game of golf. And, of course, you've, you know, you got the camp that's PGA Tour. you got the camp that talks about the amateurs and those that are struggling in the game and we're trying to grow the game. And so that, that all of those things come to play, and we've been talking about that. Really, to give us the the inside information, really, really grateful for a good friend of ours who is the senior director, senior managing director of governance for the United States Golf Association, and uh, formerly spent some time here in Utah with us. Thomas Pagel, kind enough to be with us. Hey, Thomas, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Boy, it's been a, it's been a week for you. It seems like. Uh, and and by the way, you're always gracious with your time during these uh, discussions as they come up. I know you get a lot of requests, so thank you. Um, I guess just kind of sum up uh, your week and, and, and a little bit of the, the feelings and feedback that you've got as you've made these announcements. Yeah. Well, and first of all, thanks for having me. It's always fun to come on with you guys and, and have these conversations. Um, yeah. So this week uh, was built, really building on uh, a report that we released last February, right? So the distance insights report, which, you know, the three of us have talked about, which was the most mm-hmm. comprehensive study on, on distance in the game. USG and RNA, we went back, you know, a hundred years, uh, looked at the trends of increased hitting distance, looked at the trends of, of, uh, increased course lengthening, and then tried to choreograph with data sort of what future, uh, 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 projections could look like both from a golf course side, a hitting side, but also 
frankly, from an environmental side, from a land usage side, from a resource consumption side. And as you step back and you look at the data, you really see a confluence of these things coming to a head uh, and a recognition that this cycle that we've experienced over the last 100 years of every generation of golfer hitting it further, uh, golf courses continuing to lengthen where they can and where they can't perhaps becoming compromised, we just started to see a real challenge facing the game. And so last February, we came out with a distance report. We said there's a problem. Not that the game's in a bad spot. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is we think that there's a problem if this cycle continues into the future. Uh, and in February of last year, we said we're, we're going to issue what we call an area of interest notice at some point, which kicks off the equipment rulemaking process where we, we share with the manufacturers, here are the areas we're interested in researching. Uh, and we were going to do that in March of, of 2020. And in particular, I think we we're going to release it the Tuesday after the Players' Championship. And, and I think you both can recall what happened the Thursday evening of the Players' Championship where the PGA Tour shut down. I mean, I was down there and I got a phone call from uh, uh, from the PGA Tour staff saying, we're shutting it down, get home as fast as you can. Well, the entire golf world followed closely thereafter. And so we put yeah. rightfully put the pause on releasing the research topics, wanted to make sure that the manufacturers had time to focus on the challenges that were in front of all of us. Uh, we worked, you know, and frankly, we needed that time too, as we worked with the PGA of America, golf course superintendents, all these others around how can golf courses get COVID ready? How can we help lobby governments to open golf courses back up, which we think can be played in a, a socially distanced and responsible manner. And so everybody's efforts were focused on that. Uh, golf had a, a, a great year, right? Last year, participation's up 15%. Uh, manufacturers still experiencing some supply chain issues, but generally speaking, they had a good year. As we looked into the future, we said, okay, right now, February 21, it's time to pick up the distance report again. It's time to dust that off. It's time to issue our area of, uh, uh, our area of interest. So we want to share those research topics and really, again, kick the process back off, working with manufacturers, working with the golf community on what solutions might be in the future to help end this cycle of increased distance. So tell us what the, the three main, um, I guess, proposed changes to manufacturers are right now and what you're focusing on. Sure. And so, so we actually, we issued two sets of documents to the manufacturing community and then shared them more publicly this week. Uh, the first is the area of interest, which are those long-term solutions around distance, right? If there's, if there's a way for us to stop the cycle from an equipment standpoint, it will come out of the research that'll be done this year in the area of interest. Second to that, we, we sent out what we call a notice uh, of proposed changes to the manufacturers, which were really three areas that are, are more of our standard day-to-day uh, -day business. Um, um, more so than the distance insights. And the three proposed changes that are imminent or that are put out um, to, to, to happen more sooner would be two of them around testing standards, right? So you have uh, what we call uh, the overall distance standard where we measure the distance golf balls fly and bounce under certain launch conditions. Uh, we're suggesting or pr we're proposing that each golf ball actually be measured against its optimal distance. Uh, and I'm not an engineer, right? I have uh, uh, great engineers that work on our team that could explain this way better than I, I can. But if you were to measure a golf ball under standard conditions, there, there's R&D that's taking place within those golf balls. They're actually being optimized to where they can be launched at a different angle or a different spin rate to actually go beyond the testing standard. And so all we're trying to do is recognize the capabilities of manufacturers, of the manufacturing community, and, and really begin to test each golf ball from its optimized ang launch angle and optimized spin rate. Um, again, a lot of technical stuff that goes into that, but the manufacturers and, and our engineers are able to work through it. The, the second one 
is a reduction in tolerance for what we call CT. Uh, and that's the CT is a measure of trampoline effect, right? It's, it's how long a golf ball is impacting a club face. Uh, the rule is 200 and, uh, 239 microseconds, but historically there's been a tolerance of 18 microseconds on top of that, which is a bit of a historical carryover from an old test. So uh, if you have the 18 microseconds, that means that that golf club is conforming if the, if the trampoline effect is measured between 239 and 257. Well, what we're seeing is our, our testing capabilities have gotten better. Manufacturing capabilities have gotten better. And that 18 microsecond tolerance isn't necessary. We can actually take it down to six um, and, and, and sort of still be well within our standards. And so those are really inside the beltway changes that we'll, we'll work on with the manufacturing community. They're going to have uh, limited to no impact on the reduction of distance. That's why I say they're more about um, day-to-day standards. And then the last proposed change that we came out with is a uh, suggestion for model local rule to limit shaft length from 48 inches to 46 inches. Uh, this is an area we've looked at since at least 2014. We actually went through the full equipment rulemaking process back then and had a proposed change in 2018 to limit as a rule, limit shaft length to 46. However, knowing that we we're getting ready to undertake this comprehensive study with distance insights, we put the pause on that change and said, let's, let's go through the study. Let's go through the report and we'll pick up shaft length at some point in the future. Well, you know, we think the time is right now to pick it back up. Uh, and so we put that out there as a proposal and offered 30 days uh, of comment for uh, the golf community to come back uh, and share share how they feel about the, that proposed change. So that, that one um, could be the most visible of the three proposals and certainly could take effect uh, the soonest of the three proposals. So I think Thomas Pagel, the USGA joining us here, I think you gave that context. So this is not the Bryson rule. This is something you've been looking at for long before Bryson decided, Hey, let's try a, a 48 inch driver. Huh? This was, uh, you know, we were looking at this before, uh, before Bryson won the US amateur Olympia field. So this is something that's been in the work for a while, but look, as players have, have continued to experiment, uh, this is an area that, um, again, if you let it go on, uh, future change becomes that much harder, right? And so as an organization, we want to try and be a bit more proactive here. We think that the time is right now to suggest the change. And and again, we'll have 30 days of comment where we're going to talk to manufacturers, we're going to talk to players, we're going to talk to the tours to better understand their views around what this model local rule might look like. And then from there, we'll talk about when and how to best implement it. Thomas, I think I can speak for all of the golf industry uh, by saying we'll we'll negotiate if we can get relief out of the divot in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it didn't take you long. I mean, usually it's the end of the conversation before you go. There. You know, so, it, that that rears its ugly head every time, doesn't it? it, 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 it uh, he, yeah, it's like clockwork. <laughs> uh, all right, Thomas, hang on. we got to take a short break. I want to continue this conversation. So much more to get into with Thomas Pagel from the USGA Next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Continuing now our conversation with Thomas Pagel from the USGA around this distance study. And what you're basically saying is that uh, the game is not in a bad condition now. The trajectory um, is causing concerns from a pace of play standpoint, from a resource standpoint, from, uh, you know, uh, obviously the the limiting the, the golf courses and, and what, what they have to offer. And we want to be able to maintain the game there. But but when you start talking local rules, it, it it's brings up the word bifurcation, which is such a fun word mm-hmm. to say. Uh, and and I, I guess there's this idea in golf that it's cool that we play the same club, same courses, same conditions, and we can measure ourselves against, you know, from an amateur level to the, the top level, you know, and we can theoretically do that all the way back through history. But if you are really paying attention, you know, you're not exactly playing the same stuff Bobby Jones was playing, you know, and things of that, even Jack Nicholas, right? I mean, you're not playing the same stuff he was playing. So um, I 
I, I've never been fully against the whole bifurcation thing. Do you see that happening where, again, to Rory's comments, saying that this is a, a, a narrow-minded look at a, the 0.001% of all of golfers, do you see this as, as more of an issue around the competitive game, or do you see this kind of going also into the amateur and, and the rest of the 99% of us? Yeah, I mean, look, there, I think there are a couple of questions to unpack there. The, fir- the first is we, we see this as an issue that impacts everyone, right? Uh, the, the data shows that uh, even if you only have a small subset of players that play the back tees at your course, uh, as, golf- as, as hitting distance increases, golf courses are lengthening, right? Even golf courses that host major events, uh, whether it's a prestige factor or whether they're, they're trying to cater to the small number of golfers that might play those back tees, there's a cost to it, right? And that cost gets passed all, passed along to all of us as, as golfers. And so we do see this as an issue that, that faces everyone. Uh, and, and we think it's important. That said, uh, you know, a, a lot of the conversation this week has focused on the recreational game and don't, don't take, you know, the club out of my bag. Don't take yards out of my bag. We said last year when we released the distance report, we have no uh, intent at this time or, or really at any point in the future to have a substantial decrease across the game. So, you know, the recreational golf community should, should sort of take solace that this is not, you know, like somebody said coming for your guns. This is not about coming for your guns, right? This is, we know you enjoy the game. We know that you want to continue to try and, and hit it further. And, and we, we want to support that. So this is not about taking yards off the recreational game. That said, there could be some yardage, but it's going to be minimal. Uh, at the same point, this is also not just about the elite game. Uh, and so it, it becomes complicated to your question about bifurcation. Look, we continue to believe that a single set of rules is one of the great attributes uh, that golf has. It's the only sport where, uh, regardless of what level you play on, you can play the same courses under the same rules with the same equipment. Uh, and it really does tie us together. And you think of like the world handicap system and how that further bond, you know, binds the golf community together uh, and what two sets of rules could do. Um, because at what point you know, are, should the rules be applied? Is it only at the tour level? Is it at the state amateur level? Is it at the high school level? Uh, do players need to start having two sets of clubs? I mean, it can get complicated pretty quick. So we, we still think that a single set of rules is an important attribute to the game. Uh, you brought up, Brian, lo- you know, the, the concept of a model local rule. We don't see that as bifurcation. Um, you know, we have model local rules. Frankly, model local rules have been in effect since the first set of rules came out in 1744. That first set of those, those 13 original rules were written for one golf course for one tournament. Essentially, they were 13 local rules. And then as golf continued to sort of gain popularity, every golf course were, was writing their own set of local rules. And it wasn't until, you know, sorry for the history lesson, but it wasn't until 1899 that the RNA stepped in and had a single set. And in 1952, we joined the RNA for, for a worldwide single set of codes. That said, you have 35,000 golf courses around the world. Uh, we've talked about this. They're they're all different, right? We don't we're not like uh, another sport where the venues are all the same. And so you need model local rules to adapt to uh, and provide options and flexibility for committees at the at the local level for things that might impact their golfers or their golf course. Equipment has long been included within model local rules, right? Today you have a model local rule for uh, uh, you know if you're going to play a club or driver, it must uh, it must be on what we call a conforming driver list. You know, the, yeah. the tours, elite level competitions use that. That's not in play at, at the club level. Same thing with golf balls or the one ball condition or the groove rule. Uh, and so all we're saying around ex- exploration of a model local rule is as we look at this research at what potential levers could be uh, pulled to reduce distance from an equipment standpoint, 
if we look at some of those levers and we say, you know what, that's not something that we think is appropriate across the game. I mean, and that would actually take too much distance off the recreational game, but perhaps it's an option that some committees might want for a, a tournament or tours might want for the future. Well, let's consider the availability of those options as we move forward. So, so Thomas, one of the things that you've talked about um, in those, those three um, aspects is, that, is the golf ball. Um, and it's not just it's not just a blanket reduction of 10, 20, or 30 percent on the golf ball. It's not it's not in other words, it's not that easy. Um, what what are some of the things that you're looking at with the golf ball? Because face it, if if we've got the set of parameters, um, those engineers and whatever are gonna push that envelope and they're gonna figure out ways to continue yeah. on with the game as we've always seen it. Yeah, and that's, so look, that last point you made is, is, is an important one, right? The, you're, you're absolutely right. The R&D staff, the manufacturers, they're brilliant individuals. They're, they're very smart, and so they're going to take the parameters you give them, and they're going to be innovative within those parameters. And, 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 and we get that, and we support that. And that's why as we go into this process and we look at the research, it's important we work with the manufacturing community because we want to make sure that any decision we make we're, we're making in a fully informed state. So we understand what the workarounds might be. We understand if we do X and their response is Y, what, what does that actually achieve for us, right? Because if you say, you know, by changing these specifications, we think it can reduce, you know, the golf ball by 8%, not suggesting that out there. Like we, we haven't even got to the point of looking at solutions, but you have to be realistic that the R&D staff is going to counter some of that. So the actual outcome might only be 5%. And those are the types of things we have to work through and look at. Uh, you're right. It's not, I mean, you look at, you look at the golf ball in particular. I mean, you can look at things such as spin with the golf ball. You can look at the mass and density, the size of the golf ball. There are a lot of different attributes that, that you could, uh, uh, a lot of variables that can be adjusted that would impact, uh, the flight of a golf ball. And so those are, those are just all the different levers within the golf ball we can look at. And you add clubs on top of that. And there's just, uh, as you can imagine, our, our staff, is going to be really busy this year as we undertake some of these projects. Thomas, before we let you go, I just wanted to, to step back in time just a little bit. I think it was 2003, four time frame. Uh, I remember we were at TaylorMade for a product launch, and this whole idea of COR uh, was introduced. I, I again, not being an, an engineer, I didn't understand what that was. But this coefficient yeah, we were of restitution, with Dick Ruggie. That's right. Dick it was Dick, Dick Ruggie, yeah. And so he, he explained this, and this there was a limit place. This is essentially, as I understood it, the trampoline effect. So the the yep. CT now, I, I guess I wasn't exactly sure what that how that related. But in putting those parameters on with the COR and limiting it to 460 cc's in size, I felt like at the time, that was 2003, four, correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like that was a point in time where, okay, we're putting a limit on this. And I remember thinking, okay, this is as big as a driver's going to get, and this is basically as as hot as a driver is going to be able to be. And yet it feels like um, that, that it continues to find more ways to, to gain distance. Can you kind of speak to what that was and what you've seen in trends since that point in time? Yeah, I mean, and, and look, and you also have to look at moment of inertia when it comes to a golf, a golf club as well, right? And that's the flexibility of the face. So how, how, how does your ball react from a per off-center hit? And so you have, you know, trampoline effect, moment of inertia, volume mass, center of gravity, like those are the primary attributes with the driver face that you're looking at. Um, but you're absolutely right. In 2002, three, we came out with a joint statement of principles where essentially we said, you know, we, we have rules in place. Here are the parameters in place. If we see substantial increases in the future, 
then we'll be prepared to act from an equipment standpoint. Uh, we're not really reacting to that statement today as much as we're trying to look into the future. Um, and, 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 and so, um, I guess another way to answer the question is you, it's not just equipment, right? There are three primary variables when it comes to, if you think about it in simple terms, when it comes to distance, you have the equipment, you have the player and you have setup. The equipment is, is one variable we control. When you look at the player, right, it's athleticism, which has only increased and frankly mm-hmm. to be in awe of, uh, yes. with the player, I think you can put in there, uh, the, the availability of data, right? These guys train really hard and there's track mans and there's other systems in place that, you know, 20 years ago were not. Mm. And so these guys now have all this information available to make their swing as efficient and as repeatable as possible. Uh, and then you have course setup, which as a governing body, we can't control course setup, uh, whether that be, you know, at the recreational level or, or the tour level. And so you have these levers, the only lever that we can, uh, influence and control is, is around equipment. So athleticism is not going to stop, nor would we ever want to try and regulate or stop that. Right. I think that that's something that as we strive to, to all be better, we, we need to, again, be in awe of and support golf course setup, right? What, what does the future look like? I mean, if, if water becomes even more and more scarce, golf courses are potentially going to become more and more firm. And so there are just all these things we have to look at, uh, as, as again, we, we try and, at the end of the day, this is about leaving the game in as healthy of a spot as, as possible as we pass it along to future, future generations. And so we're just trying to solve and put the puzzle together to make sure that we're doing our part so that can happen. Thomas, we appreciate you taking some time. Really well explained. For those who are listening and have more questions or want to dive into this, what, what do you recommend? What are the best resources? Yeah, I mean, if they go to, to our website at usga.org, we do have a distance insights library and, and that library or webpage, I should say that webpage has a library that includes the distance report. It actually includes a summary document, which is not a hundred plus pages. It's more like I think 10 or 12 if they just want a, a quick synopsis of it. But then behind the distance report, there are 56 uh, uh, additional reports that go into depth. So as we talk about resource constraints or cost of labor or cost to uh, 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 renovate or build new golf courses, we have, uh, you know, pages and pages of data and charts to support that. So if folks can go as deep as they want. Um, it, again, it's an important topic that uh, affects all of us. So I encourage people to check out the materials and, and begin to, uh, you know, learn a little bit more. Um, and again, keep the conversation going. Well, we appreciate your generous time. And I know it's been a busy week. So thank you for that. And uh, we'll be anxious to see how this all unfolds. I imagine we'll have more, uh, what come later 2021? Uh, or is this not maybe a year from now before we'll hear some summary results? So at the end of 21 is when we're going to sort of close off our research period. And, and at that point, we will uh, circle back with our partners at the RNA and really dive into the research and the data that's produced out of that research. So I suspect, you know, this time next year, we'll, we'll probably be having uh, another conversation about further proposed changes. Um, again, the, everything is, is um, it's a long-term process. Our process is intentionally deliberate and it's served us well. So this is not about changing something overnight. There's no silver bullet here. It's taken us you know, decades to get here and it's going to take us some time to, to make change as well. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Well, thank you so yep. much. Best of luck the rest of the way. And uh, we didn't even get to talk about embedded ball rules, so we'll have to do that another time. But uh, that, that was tons of fun. So, <laughs> Guys, I appreciate you having me. really do. You got it. Thomas Pagels, a Senior Managing Director of Governance for the USGA, joining us right here. We'll take a short break. More Real Golf Radio next. 
born from 10 years of research and innovation. The shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob with you. Uh, really good discussion. Thanks to Thomas Pagel from the United States Golf Association for spending some time and visiting with us here on Real Golf Radio. It's a complicated discussion, as we've talked about all morning. But uh, you know who can take things that are really complicated and simplify them down so that it's easy for us to understand? What the, what the heck is going on? Well, it's easy. It's America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yep. 
Every caddy is tasked with trying to take the complicated and make it simple so we can make a decision and move on. So let's see if we can enact that wisdom and sage advice. Caddy, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Before we get fully into the USGA and their distance discussion, we've got to talk embedded ball rule. I mean, what, what were you thinking when you saw all that going on last week at the Farmers? Well, I had the volume up when I saw it real time. And I just kind of watched and uh, didn't think much of it. It just looked like taking a drop, you know, checking whatever. And I didn't think much of it. And then I kind of turned the volume on and I heard Nick Faldo seeming to have a little bit of a problem with what just happened. So, yeah, I didn't study it too closely. Um, I thought that uh, Patrick Reed kind of followed the letter of the law more or less um, in, in, in what he did. I'm not sure that you have to, I mean, for, for, for what I, my understanding is you can, you can just say, Hey, I think my ball's plugged. I'm going to check it. Everybody in the group goes, okay. And you check it and you know, there you go. And, and so I don't, you heard speculation about things like, Oh, he palmed the ball or, he did this or that and um, that, that kind of stuff. Um, well, look, the reality is getting away from the letter of the law and all that, Patrick Reed's going to come under scrutiny probably for the rest of his career because he's Patrick Reed. Yes. And, uh, you know, you can say he brought it on himself. You can say whatever you want, but that is what's going to happen in the court of public opinion. And that is what happened. So, I would say, do, did I see anything that I'd say was, you know, against the rules or this or that that he did? I didn't. I didn't see anything. Um, so, yeah, and then, of course, Rory comes out and sounds like he has the same situation and everybody's kind of going, oh, you know. But then we hear about the marshal on the foot. Yeah. And stepping, stepping on the ball. The and so yeah. that, that, change, that changes a lot of stuff because the ball was probably – you know, severely buried in there. So anyway, um, we could go on and on about this. Is it physically possible for a ball to bounce and embed? Sure. Absolutely. Um, you can say, is it likely or unlikely given those conditions that that happened? Well, figure that one out for yourself. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we were just basically, I, I think he did the right thing. Um, followed the procedures, people like to say, oh, he pressed down on the ball or he palmed the ball to clean it or yada, yada, yada. Well, if you can show that, I, I didn't really see it, evidence of that myself. Yeah. But uh, The palming you did. I mean, you saw him. Pal- By the way, Bob, we've been doing this show, what, 22 years? Mm-hmm. And I played basketball for longer than that. <clears throat> and I heard of palming the ball. In basketball. This is the first time I've heard the term palming the ball in golf. In golf, yeah. Has any, is this new? Did we just make that up, or is that a thing? If you can palm it in the NBA, why can't you palm it in golf? <laughs> so anyway, that's a whole other story. But uh, No, no, no. He did. Yeah, okay. Palming the ball. I, I, I have kind of one look. Maybe I haven't studied as close as I could. But, Bob, as you know, when anybody picks up a ball – yeah. In a situation where you're not allowed to clean it, 
you pick it up like it's radioactive with two fingers and a thumb and you're holding your fingers out and or one you know, finger like you're and a holding, thumb, your index finger and your thumb. Or, yeah. or right, or one, yeah. I mean one or two or three or whatever whatever it takes. And but you're yeah, you're clearly kinda like displaying it and really making yeah. it obvious that I'm not egregiously cleaning my ball. But um look, uh because the ball was embedded and ruled embedded, kind of a moot point whether he cleaned it or not before that. I mean, you could argue the ethics on that, but I don't think there's anything that says if you cleaned the ball before you were supposed to, and later it was okay to clean it, you're now deemed, you know, I, that, that would be a Thomas Pagel question. I, maybe that's a decision. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I think, I think this is a case to cut to the chase on it. It's a case of somebody who probably did the right procedures, but because of his past history, He's guilty until proven innocent beyond any doubt. So you know, it's inter- it, it's interesting. You know, we know the rules of the game. The rules of golf are 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 there to be fair and equitable to everybody in the field, to um, to I guess police the field, so to speak. And and the game's a gentleman's game where we impose the rules and live by the rules as they are as they are set. Now. You think of it in that frame, but my dad always told me, you know what? The rules are there to police the game, yes, but they're also there to help you in case of certain situations. And you can take advantage of the rules to help you in certain situations, get a better drop, um, whatever it is. So it's it's kind of a two-edged sword that you can you can penalize somebody with them, but they're there to help you as well. It's like taking a drop from a sprinkler head when your ball's buried in the rough, a foot off the fringe, and now all of a sudden you're putting just because right. you got lucky right. on the circumstance. Yeah. Well, look, uh, embedded balls and embedded ball, I mean, it is what it is. We don't play embedded balls. We take relief from them, et cetera. And when Brad Fable, I think it was Brad Fable was the official who went there and, and kind of yes, felt around and said, oh, I, I can feel the lip of uh, the embedded area. Um, so, yeah, at that point in time, um, it's, it's all good to go. And then people can always argue, Oh, he, you know, he pressed down on the ball to make it appear embedded and yada, yada, yada. But all that stuff, speculation. Absolutely. So, and and uh, to your point of a, being a gentleman's game, if, if you're ex- expected as a gentleman to, uh, police yourself, then you're yes. also expected as a gentleman to take the guy's word on it. Now, yes. I'm not going to defend Patrick Reed. I'm not a necessarily a fan of Patrick Reed. I think he has made his bed, and he's going to have to sleep in it for his career. But in this in this point, anything that is discussed is over reputation and optics, and if you're saying it's anything but legal, then you're just speculating, like you said. And so, uh, again, far be it for me to come out and defend Patrick Reed. He can deal with his own thing. But uh, for the people that are completely out, what should he do, disqualify himself? I mean, he went out and won the golf tournament by five shots, and I don't, I don't even think you could point to that as being uh, a factor in, which is really irregard, which is really regardless of the whole thing. Anyway, yes, Bob, I know and you want to say, and, and the whole thing is he's got a clean bill of health at least three or four times on TV from the head rules official from the PGA Tour. Do I believe that there was something weird there? Well, it does leave it open to speculation by the way he went about it. I'll give you that, but other than that. You know, to me, it's an embedded ball rule, and you move on. My wife's like, golf is so nerdy. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, we do kind of make a whole lot of uh, 
you know, add about something. Now, Caddy, in the time we have left, I wanted to get your take on this distance initiative discussion from the USGA. Uh, I, I don't know how much you've looked into it or read or heard, but it's essentially they're they're reacting a little bit to Bryson. They're gonna they want to put the maximum length of the golf clubs from 48 inches to 46 inches. They want to increase their testing method or update the testing method for golf balls, change the testing tolerance, do some of those types of things. Uh, and and there's, spring effect in drivers in the face. And and there's some talk about maybe um, may, some bifurcation potentially, or a local rule should it be for I would guess for the PGA Tour. What's your thoughts on on what you've heard so far? I think anytime you can introduce the word bifurcation into the discussion, it needs to be addressed. No question. Meaning, I like the bifurcation. Just that you like well, to say no, no, it. I'm just try, trying to make a joke. You know, you how, when's the last time you heard the word bifurcation used? I know it's not a common word in the caddy yard. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, um, no, but 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 uh, can can I can I can I go somewhere else? Because we really need to go somewhere else right now. Really? Yeah, it's when Bob said it's a gentleman's game, and you're. So, I got to tell a story. Okay. Famous. Famous. Not gonna not gonna mention the name. He's passed away. But everybody, in, you know, everybody on the inside knows who I'm talking about. Famous professional golfer, South Florida, out of Chicago, ended up in South Florida, club pro most of the time, played some senior events. He's playing a tournament. Steve LaMontagne is caddying for him, and Steve told me the story. So he's got the long putter. He's playing at, back then it was the senior tour. Mm-hmm. So he's playing a senior tournament. And he's got, uh, I mean, there's a, there's lots of stories, great stories about this guy. But anyway, he's got the long putter and he's, he's taking a drop and he's using the long putter and, and, uh, official comes over and says, Hey, um, you know, we have a gentleman's agreement not to use the, the long putter to take your two club lengths when you're taking relief. And he looks right at the official and he goes, yeah, I know that, but I'm no gentleman and I'm using it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that story, but I'm no gentleman. I'm no gentleman. That might be the that might be the title of Patrick Reed's book. Yeah, I'm no gentleman. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Poor Pat. I mean, wow. Anyhow, bifurcation. Um, I don't know. Rory, Rory came out and said he's all for. I don't for know it. if I like it. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I kind of. I kind of like the idea of everybody playing the same game, playing the same gear, playing the same course. Kind of, I kind of like that idea to, to maintain it. But hey, somebody came up with a great one. Just make the length of the tee a certain height that can't be exceeded. I mean, it already is, but make it shorter. That would really mess things up. Oh yeah, let's, man. Let's 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 regulate tees. Oh my. I love it. No, no. I but, don't I love mean, it. That's, no, that's dumb. You're talking about everybody's altered their swings to, you know, no. and you've got to tee it up high yeah. to take advantage of all these new physics moves. And I'm not giving yeah, up my brush oh. tee. Don't you start. Well, you don't have to give it up. You just have to cut it. Up. It's a buzz cut instead of a brush cut. <laughs> you know, oh, Caddy, we're number at one. It. It's we're... the number one. It's the number one, not number three. Okay? We're, at, we're out of time. Uh, Caddy th- scored the number one. Brian Taylor. Brian I didn't, Taylor. 
that's he's close prop. There ain't no number one in his act. Number one was like have. number one was like eight years ago. It's been a blade right. for a long you, time. You, yeah. you, you've yeah. accepted reality. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. Caddy, Caddy good stuff, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, this will continue to be a conversation throughout the year. So uh, we uh, will have to continue that. But thanks for your candor and insight. Always good to talk with you, pal. Thanks, gentlemen. I got two uh, different flavors of Doritos, so I'm going to bifurcate them tonight. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. And that's how it gets into the caddy yard, just like yes, that. Sir. We're just bifurcating like Doritos. Uh, all right, perfect. <laughs> anyway, it's Super Bowl weekend, so why not? All right, a short break. We'll. <laughs> We'll wrap things up next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. 
You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much to Thomas Pagel from the USGA. Thanks to the caddy and Derek Fox from Impact Golf. If you missed any part of the show, you're going to want to re-rack it. Take a listen. Uh, when you get a chance, you can just join us on our Twitter feed, at Real Golf, and all the segments and the show in its entirety will be posted there as well as your wherever your favorite podcast is found. But it's been a good one. This will continue to be a conversation, Bob, throughout the rest of the year and years to come. USGA uh, has put the time and effort. I don't completely agree with Rory that it was a complete waste of time and money. I think it's something that needs to be looked at. You, you have to take note of the fact that the distance continues to increase and what are the ramifications on all parts of the game. What comes of it will be really, I guess, a determining factor as to how worth it it was. Yeah, Thomas Pagel uh, pointed out three things that that determine distance. Uh, and he said the only thing they have control over is equipment right now. And so what they're trying to do is figure out what they can do to maybe limit that equipment, put in some uh, local rules, and um, I don't think it's going to affect the regular game for as far as all aspects are concerned with all amateurs. Well, that's the hope. We will wait and see, right? Um, Mike Davis uh, vowing that they're going to make, they're going to do this right. And so uh, let's see how it all shakes out in the coming uh, months and uh, year or so. Um, Thanks to uh, Dave Glauser, our producer for Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Hey, Phoenix, Super Bowl should be a good one. Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.